As a high school principal and a parent of high school students, I'm familiar with the excitement of exploring potential colleges as well as the stress of college application process. Students have worked for years with the goal of getting into a university or college that fits, one that offers the academic and social experiences aligned to their personality and goals. The hopes and dreams our kids have are wonderful, and applying for college is where they become real. Keep watching to learn about the college application process and hear directly from admissions officers to ease some of the natural concerns families may have. Although the application process for colleges and universities may differ slightly, most institutions require the same general information, a completed application form, letters of recommendation, personal essay, and submission of your high school transcripts. Your high school transcript includes the courses you've completed, reported grades, grade point average, and a school profile that provides details about grading scale calculations and important school information to assist admissions officers with understanding your school context. How many applicants do you generally receive and how many different high schools are represented in your application pool? We receive over 8,000 applications. There are certainly schools we receive multiple applications from, but we will receive applications from over 5,000 different programs. And we're talking about applicants from around the country and around the world. So at Colorado State University, we typically receive just about 33,000 applications. That includes all of our populations, our in-state Coloradoans, our non-resident students um, that are domestic, and then also our international students as well. And then within the state of Colorado, I believe last year we had applications from just over 300 different high schools throughout the entire state of Colorado. What types of grading scales are represented in the applications and how do you assess applications using different types of grading scales? And I feel like the, the number of grading scales that we see is infinite. <laughs> there's a lot. And there's sort of these um, sort of internal conversations that we have about, oh, Florida, yeah, a Florida transcript, that means this. And oh, Illinois, that does this. And even within those states, it's not all the same. We just know that we tend to see more of a hundred point or a 10 point or a five point or the four point scale or standard space, it's across the board. Um, so it's one of the things that's probably um, a, a good challenge for us when we're reviewing applications is to really understand where the student has gone to school, understand what the grading scale is, what that means for the classes that they've taken, what those classes mean that they've had. And then of course, not every student has been at one school the entire time. So we might get a transcript that comes in that has multiple schools grades included and then how that school might transfer those grades in. So all to say that we see it all and even the format of a transcript varies school by school, state by state, district by district. Sometimes we'll see it in chronological order starting with 12th grade to 9th. Sometimes it's reversed. Um, Florida, I joked about Florida because what we see with Florida is typically students K-12 record comes in. So we wow. see grades from even elementary school, we're like, oh, okay, well, the first nine pages, we don't need of that transcript. So we really see it all when it comes to the documents that students are submitting. So for us, we're doing a very individual review of applicants, and it's not hard for us to work with the school that grades on a 20-point scale or a 100-point scale or offers grades in the form of satisfactory honors, high honors, right? We see so many different grading systems. We rely on school profiles. 
and the information on transcripts to explain to us what that grading scale looks like. But that very individual review really allows us to account for and take the time to understand the grading in any particular school district. The key is in the information that's provided and and making that readily accessible. But our ability to understand different grading systems is, is absolutely not a hurdle. It's a very common occurrence that we'll encounter different grading systems. Do you see standards-based grading being a disadvantage for an applicant in any way? Not in any way. Not in any way a disadvantage. And in fact, I think sometimes the standard traditional grading system It can fail to capture some things, right? We just have an idea in our heads of what A means or what B means. And the work that's done across different school districts in different environments for different students, I think there can be nuance that's lost as we just kind of fall back on traditional views of a traditional grading scale. And sometimes stopping the admission officer to think about what this assessment means actually leads to a more thoughtful review of the candidate's work. Not at all. And actually, um, I have kind of a couple different perspectives about this because I have kids that are in elementary, middle, high school. And my son, who's a freshman in high school this year, when he went into middle school, that was the first time that I, as a parent, saw a different type of a, a grading scale. And so my initial response was like, okay, well, what what is this on a... 4.0 scale. What is this on an ABCDF scale? So I was doing all of the things I know a lot of parents do, especially when it's a shift from what we were all used to going to school and then maybe what our friends' kids or our nephews and nieces might have. Um, so I had to learn as a parent and I had to take this moment of like, well, Heather, you did, you deal with this every day with what you receive in our office. (laughs) And we've seen more and more schools and districts moving to standards based. Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with the curriculum, with the, the, the planning that's happening in the schools and how to best assess students and their proficiency in content areas. I definitely don't see it as a disadvantage at all. Um, and are there some areas that matter more than other areas of an application? I would say the most important thing that we're looking for as we're making admissions decisions is we want students to be academically successful. We don't want to admit students and enroll students who aren't going to be successful here at CSU. So in making that decision, it's really not just one number or one letter. It's really looking at the full picture. We're able to look at a student's entire academic profile, the courses that they've taken, how those courses are. Are they honors courses? Are they AP courses? IB, that varies school by school. Are students taking rigorous courses? Are they taking the right courses for themselves? If we see students that are taking those higher level courses, but maybe not doing as well, well, maybe that's not the right class for those students. So we're able to kind of look at that piece of it. And then um, in terms of like kind of the number, right, I feel like a lot of people get stuck on the GPA. They get stuck on, you know, what's going to get them admitted, what's going to get them their scholarships. You know, those are important, but there's more to it. I think understanding how those numbers are determined, what goes into it, understanding proficiency, and for a student to be able to show proficiency demonstrates to us that they're going to be successful once they enroll here at CSU. Academic readiness is absolutely foundational to any admission decision. And so the transcript and the accompanying profile and counselor and teacher recommendations 
are absolutely central. The challenge of selective college admissions is that there will be far more candidates whose credentials suggest they would be academically successful than we have places to offer. And so those are foundational pieces, but quite often decisions are made in the other parts of the application or decisions arise from other parts of the application where we learn something about the students' motivations and their resilience that tell us that among a large group of applicants who have comparable credentials, this is a student who really stands out to us. So in the end, we absolutely review every part of the application and any part of it has the potential to impact the decision. That said, academic readiness is the first bar. I uh, wish that all students could reflect on what they've learned and what they are fascinated by in the way that I think standards-based assessments actually encourage. Um, I, I love when students can talk about, they don't have to have everything figured out, let me say that. They yeah. don't have to know exactly what they'll major in or what career field they're going to enter, but thoughtfulness about the journey that they're on, what they are learning and where they hope to go next and the questions that they have. They're not supposed to have all the answers, but the questions that they have and, and receiving all of that in authentic ways, not in perfectly polished um, and curated presentations. But